0: Solo episode this week. Troy is on a date. Eve is going to see Flying Lotus. So I hope those dudes are having a great night. Uh, I'm just going to chill and try and do this one solo. Um, I've done probably 100 takes. Um, I've moved locations like, you know, a couple times because some some things are making too much noise. The dishwasher was on. Um, so I've been moving all over the place. Again, this is like my probably my hundredth take. Uh, I, I do not know how to start this. Not not a single clue how to start a solo episode. I don't I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I wish I just had someone to take over, you know, me saying this right now. But if I stop talking, it's just going to be dead air. It's, it's weird. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not going to stop it anymore. Uh, you, you got to believe in yourself. you, you got to have self-affirmations every single day and pat yourself on the back and be like, yeah, you can, you can power through 60 minutes, 65 minutes, you know, 70 minutes, something like that, all by yourself. You, you can do it. Don't hit pause again. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to hit pause again. We're going to figure it out. I was supposed to go to a concert today, I was on the way there, I was on my Vespa scooter, Uh, it was fucking raining, pouring, like a motherfucker, I'm I'm up in Connecticut, when it rains out here, it rains pretty fucking hard, so I pulled over uh, onto the sidewalk and under like a roof, just to check the weather, just to see how long it would last, Um, and you know, the weather was from 6 to 10, like fucking raining pretty badly, Um, it's like 8 o'clock now, 7 o'clock now, it's actually not too bad, so the concert probably would have still happened, but um it didn't get canceled actually what happened was it was yesterday and i fucking mixed up the dates uh, i thought it was thursday but it's uh, you know the concert was actually wednesday and yeah i totally completely fucked it up so i was going to see bright eyes and japanese breakfast and lucy dacus i was going to get some good pictures um and everything but totally fucking missed it completely fucking missed it like i i, I got sushi with my friends like five minutes from the venue like super fucking close <clears throat> like super close. And on the way there, um, or on the way back rather, I saw that the Westfield music bowl was open and I saw that there was people going inside, and I was like, What band is playing tonight? I'm confused. I thought Japanese breakfast was tomorrow. Uh whatever. I didn't think anything of it. And yeah, I'm realizing now that <laughs> I saw I think I saw a Japanese breakfast or like a Luc- Lucy Dacas like shirt and I just like did not put it together as I was driving past there. Like just somehow I didn't put it together, so yeah, but I had sushi, and I played pool with my friends, uh, saw some, some of my old coworkers that I haven't worked with in, like, two years or something, so, honestly, you know, f- friendship sometimes is better than a concert, I was gonna go there by myself, and take pictures, and do some reporting, but, fuck that, shooting pool with the boys, I didn't win a single game, it was fucking fun, you know what I mean, shooting the shit with them, that shit was fun as hell, but I wish I could be shooting the shit with my boys right now, I miss, I miss Troy and Eve, to be honest with you, miss you guys, I, We haven't done a full, like, three-person episode in a while. And on top of that, like, just miss you guys. You know what I mean? But whatever. My roommates also aren't here, so I miss them. Uh, So I'm just chilling by myself. It's weird. Totally solo. Just in my apartment right now. I got got a big-ass bottle of Stella right now that I'm sipping on. Like, yeah. So let me just take a swig of that. And then I'm going to tell you guys about my weekend. Uh, The good and the bad and ugly. All that shit. So one second. So yeah, I had a pretty interesting weekend. Uh, I saw my buddies, them airs, um, f- you know, friends of the friends of the page, uh, OG supporters of the page. Shout out to you guys. They uh, were also on our podcast once. Uh, really, really fun episode. If you want to go check that one out. Happy birthday, Yeezys. But just like that episode, um, their live set was pretty chaotic. Like, like they're definitely leaning in more of like a post punky kind of direction, but it's also more straightforward rock at the same time. Um, There was, like, a post-punk band that came before, uh, this is the part where you helped me, and, like, they were more leaning on, like, the kind of math, uh, math mathy kind of, like, intertangling uh, rhythms and that kind of stuff. There was definitely, like, a lot of, like, odd time signatures and, and, like, crazy amounts of rhythm, but, like, them areas were more, it was a little bit more straightforward rock, but, like, at the same time, like, it was, like, experimental, you know what I mean, like, with effects pedals and with some odd time signatures and that kind of stuff, and, and lots of, um, interesting details with the production because like, you know, Band is basically is like a, a five piece band or sometimes a three piece or four piece band. Um, basically we got keyboards, we got two guitars, bass, uh, vocals, drums, you know? Um, and it was like in this really small, it was in this really small kind of like, um, art space called Dreams and Nightmares, uh, in, in Union City. So that was a really interesting, um, concert that I, that I experienced. And I'm definitely going to share a post of that pretty soon of uh you know the videos I took I was on the ground taking some videos I was like pretty up close in the dude's faces <laughs> taking pictures and stuff so I hope they didn't mind but um yeah the most interesting part was I th- I think something happened with the mic I don't know if the mic just wasn't loud enough or it was just not you know the electricity was not going through it properly or something like that but you know uh there was this guy who opened for them there's basically and his name is the convincing actor and, um, I, I hadn't realized that I had been following this guy for a while on Instagram. I think he was another like OG, um, supporter because I, I think I followed him back when I was following them. There's like in, you know, whatever, um, December, or November of last year. So when we had like 500 followers or something like that, but, um, yeah, so this dude, basically what he would do is he would, he was like this shorter, he's like, th- so this dude is like a shorter dude with long hair like a beard kind of like a jesus beard and uh, he was wearing like a um, like a muumuu i don't know how you describe it it's like a one piece kind of like androgynous like outfit <laughs> i guess and he basically pulled up his computer and he would just be playing these midi instrumentals off of um like microsoft media player or whatever basically from uh, microsoft media player and uh just like singing like kind of like soulfully but kind of like not obnoxiously but like like something's off about the way that he's singing, you know what I mean? Over these instrumentals. And it was just, these like really fast, like, like cheap sounding, like computer generated, uh, ukuleles and guitars and stuff. And it was like really weird. But the other thing that he did, he went to the bathroom and he was like peeing and he had the microphone next to the sink. And it was like, like <laughs> capturing the pee going into the toilet. And I remember I heard him like talking to somebody after the show. And he's like, yeah, like they, they had missed the show. And he's like, yeah, I did something really interesting tonight. I, uh, I peed and, I put the mic next to me and, I, you know, everybody heard me peeing and she was just like, oh, wow. Interesting. Surprisingly, that was not the weirdest part of the show. Um, I don't know. After the show, he seemed pretty like put together during the show. He he seemed to be putting on a character because I think he was just like fucking with us, honestly, because he kept trying to go outside with the boombox. Like it was this, again, it was a really small venue. There was a lot of people outside and there was a couple people like on the inside and it's him with the speaker essentially. Right. So he kept trying to pull the speaker outside with the microphone. And the wire kept getting like tied around something, and it was just like really frustrating to watch. Like as he was trying to pull the the boombox or whatever, he would try. He would be singing, and like he looked like he was having a a rough time of it. And I was like, "Is this performance art? Should I be messing with this?" And I decided, you know what? Like even if it is performance art, like this guy is weird enough, and he's like he's like an improvisationalist enough that like if I if I untied this knot for him and I helped him get the speaker out like he would, he would find the next thing to do. So that's pretty much what happened. I, I helped him un, undo the microphone and you know, he didn't have like the short cord or whatever. I gave him a bit of slack. I helped him un, untie it as he was singing, uh, mind you. So I think I did a pretty good job, but as he pulled the mic and the boom box outside, he said that his, uh, he was starting to get shocked. So I, I hope that I didn't curse this gig or fuck up the mic or something like that. If I did, I, I apologize to you guys. I'll, I have plenty of mics over here. I'll send, I'll send you one or whatever um sorry but i don't think it was me um as he pulled the microphone outside he was like laying under a car and he had a chair in front of him and shit like that so i think maybe at somewhere during that point i think is when the mic must have broken but he was just like yeah i got shocked and then when them airs tried to perform it was like the vocals weren't like working so much like you can hear everything else but the vocals and on top of that there was like a lot of feedback on the guitar or whatever um so yeah that the 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 gig was a little bit chaotic and crazy. I'd never really been to anything like that before. That was my first like DIY experience. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure that kind of stuff happens all the time. That shit was a lot of fucking fun, uh, by the way. Yeah, shout out to them. But afterward, and I got a picture with them. I got a ski mask pic of them. So yeah, expect to post of that soon. Uh, Moving on to the something I posted today, which I'm actually really proud of. Um, I went and saw DOS. I went and saw Shane Oliver of Hood by Air and uh, Goth Jafar and uh, Nick Leon. Just wanted to shout out all you guys. Um, and the new blue venue in, in New York city, uh, it was like this rave a little bit less like energy than a rave, but like the same kind of music, I would say the people there were just kind of like enjoying it. Like it was a concert, just kind of standing still. Whereas a rave, you'd be like fucking swinging around lights and shit, but you know, it was a pretty low key venue. Um, they had a bar up top and a bar on bottom again, uh, podcast is sponsored by new blue, you know, sponsor me. I'll, I'll get people to your venue, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I want some fucking ads, bro. I want to make some money off this shit, but yeah. Um, Yeah, so the concert I went to, you know, I went by myself um, just to do some like kind of journalistic stuff. Because when we started this page on October 10th of last year, um, you know, we were just doing simple album reviews, basically. And, you know, we take a screenshot of the album cover and we do the notes app review kind of thing. And um, we never really had aspirations for journalism. It was more just getting our thoughts out there and just having a platform to do it on. And, you know, because I would always write I would always want to write reviews or I'd always be like um, doing the scores for reviews on my phone forever. You know what I mean? For years, I've been ranking things. I've been making like best songs of the year, playlists and stuff. And I don't know, I just never put two and two together that I should just like actually do something with it. So over time, you know, I got addicted to doing reviews. I got addicted to listening to music like all the time. And now I'm at the point where I have a fucking like music blog and, and I, and I can go to these venues and sometimes you can get in for free and, you know, go up front and take pictures and, and meet these people who you, whose albums you review, you know what I mean? And I had an experience of actually doing that this time. I think after December, after we finished those albums, um, like, of the year, and especially after we reviewed the Italians Do It Better um, After Dark 3 thing, and we saw artists from that actually, like, fucking with us and following us after we reviewed their music. It wasn't really then until that I realized, like, like I wanted to be a journalist, a music journalist. And, um, yeah, this weekend was my first uh, encounter with music journalism. I, I gave myself an assignment, you know what I mean? I went, to, I went like, go to a DIY show and go to, like, a DJ set like in a, in a club and like report on it you know what I mean like I was like giving myself tasks yeah it was just cool to actually be there like up front with these artists like I got some really great pictures of DOS like super close um I took some with flash like by accident I'm sorry if I if I um fucked up your vibe or anything like that but yeah I was just like getting some really like I was just getting some super good pictures um just like I wanted to you know what I mean I was on stage with um not to name drop but Shane Oliver of Hood by Air I was uh, next to him and just fucking like raving along with him. He he had such a good selection of music. He had this like club song that sounded like the Mortal Kombat theme. It was sick. He had four Playboy Cardi songs, four whole lot of Red tracks. You know what I mean? Sophie, Arca, um, who else? Three Six Mafia. He had Trippy Red. All these like '90s freestyle songs that were just like crazy. Like the crowd was going nuts and um, it was cool to be alongside him and like actually take pictures. And I got, I got a picture with him. You know what I mean? Like I was, um, taking pictures. I was looking at his, his, uh, the songs he was picking as he was picking it. And I was like, you know what I mean? Like, yo man, good choice on that one. He's like, Oh, thanks. Like it was just like such like a fun experience that I I never got to, I'd never done anything like that before. I've always been in the crowd. I've always just been, had, you know, been at a, a ticketed event and I'm just there just to enjoy it. And like this time I was actually like enjoying it, but at the same time I was recording and taking pictures and you know what I mean? Like I went to the side for a second, I was writing stuff down. Like you know, it was really cool. Um really, really cool. I just been having such a good couple of weeks. You know, I, I met Claro. Like, I just I feel like I'm definitely between I'm definitely between things in my life. You know, I don't want to get into crazy specifics or anything, but I have a a certain career path and a certain job that like is totally averse to this whole music and the old job I had is just so totally like opposite of what I'm doing right now. Like I'm having fun. I'm going places that I want to go. Eventually I'll get paid for it. You know, I saw that interview magazine was there and they were taking pictures and there's a person taking pictures the whole night. I I didn't realize it was, it was someone from that magazine. Like that could have been me. You know what I mean? In a year that will be me. Like, it's just like, it's so, it's so like crazy to, to be able to experience that and see these DJs up front and, I've been, you know, jogging to Goth Jafar or, you know, DOS's DJ sets on, on SoundCloud for, you know, a month and then I go and see them live and they're like even better. You know, it's just like so crazy. I just wanna write that. I just wanna write that and I just wanna get that out to people. And that's why like this post was so special to me, the one that I made, and I'm just so happy it actually uploaded, like, with the music and with the videos and you know what I mean, with the moving gifs and all that stuff. Like like I just feel like we're just so far advanced from where we started. We're just so far advanced from October when we, it was just like, we were I, like, I was unsure if I had a screenshot like this or that. And I was in my closet, like making graphics, like, like fucking like on, um, on Microsoft word. And that was before I had like a graphic design program on my phone, like Photoshop or whatever. And yeah, I was just like doing that. But yeah. And, um, another great thing that happened for our pages week was that we had our biggest post right now. It's continuing to appreciate value. It has like seven hundred and seventy-seven likes on it. It has like two hundred shares. It has like four hundred saves. Pretty insane numbers. Like, like if all of our posts like that, we'd be we'd be making like you know five hundred dollars a day on advertisements or something like that. Like you can actually like can literally do that. And um, yeah, we had a great post. This whole meme cello thing. I know that's like a dead meme. And I'm sorry if I uh f- you know is fuck our, I'm fucking with your guys' territory or whatever. The the meme pages. I I apologize if I'm if I'm stepping on any toes or anything or if I'm you know, a dead meme, or I'm a, a cringe, or anything of that sort, but, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed it, um, I got, you know, a lot of, a lot of people that I'm actually familiar with, and friendly with, um, you know, shout out Extra Stinkier, um, shout out Joan Navarca, shout out Sprite is Made by Fairy, shout out Screams and Murzbow, um, AG Cock Destroyer, um, <laughs> I love reading these memes, <laughs> page names, let me see, Left for Rat, World of Garbage, uh, Nate Robin, aka Matt, homogenia kid uh gauche all you guys shout out shout out to all you guys um for helping me out and, and sending in submissions and you know what i mean being so so quick on such short notice i i i pulled that thing together like in a day um somebody was making fun of me in the comments saying that the lineup was garbage uh, i agree the lineup does have some fucking trash on it you know jeffrey star and kanye west i'm not sure how that show would go shrek the musical i'm not sure how that would go i i booked this I made this fake uh, like lineup or whatever, like meme cella with all these meme pages and and all these like random like fake acts. Olivia Rodrigo and Joe Biden uh, were going to do a set kind of thing. It was just like a fun like parody thing or whatever. And I made a playlist along with it. Super successful and doing great. I, I you know, I was at the beach with my friends and I was like enjoying it, like lo- seeing all the numbers basically come in and shit like that. And, and I'm looking at potentially, you know, bridging into maybe a full time or part time position and like a, you know, legitimate like music place. I can't, I don't want to say the name of it right now. I don't want to talk about it too much, but like from this, you know, I can use this, I can use what I'm doing on my resume essentially to, to pivot into actually like being in the music business, like something that I've always wanted to do my entire life, um, since high school, you know, you know, I went to college for something that I didn't really want to do. I thought, you know, I, I got to be a, as Hassan Piker says, a STEM Lord. Um, but you don't really, you don't have to do that. You know, you can be a broadcaster, you can be a journalist, you can do this, you can do that. And you can be a streamer, you can be a anything you can be anything that you want and especially nowadays like like yes yes a certain amount of people are going to have to be firefighters yes a certain amount of people are going to have to be police officers yes people are going to have to be garbage men nurses doctors but you know roll the dice be selfish and don't worry about any of that shit if you want to go to art school and you want to be a fine artist fucking do that if you want to you know start a music page like, like, like we're starting or like the needle, the needle drop or Sean C or any of those people, you want to do a YouTube thing. You want to do a TikTok music review thing. You want to do a, you know, smaller thing, not verified. You want to have like the next Pitchfork, whatever the fuck you want to do. You can, you can do it. But the whole thing is you need to, you need to be at a place in your, in your life where you're comfortable and you can afford things and you can do things for yourself. So, you know what I mean? Work hard at your job, work hard at your job. If you, if you have a major that's not creative or something like that, if you have a major that's, you know, STEM like I was, um, and you want to bridge into entertainment, like if you're close to finishing off your major, finishing off your major, work one or two years in that job, stack up your money and then pivot, you know, or if you're halfway through college and you're thinking about switching into entertainment or you're thinking about, you know, switching out of entertainment, broadcasting or communications major into something like, uh, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a nurse, like whatever your impulse is, you know, you're meant to do that. So don't suffer at something you don't want to do. Just don't do it. There's no, there's no need to do that. Like, who gives a fuck about what your parents are saying? Who gives a shit? You know, as long as you're not going to put yourself in massive amounts of debt, that's the most important thing. As long as you, as long as you're able to pay off your debt after college, like, you'll be okay. You know, as long if you, if you're going to pay it off over thirty years, fine. If you're going to pay it off over twenty years, fine. I, I've been paying it off over like five. Do what you got to do. You know, because the, you know, life is too short, and the world is too fucking evil and chaotic and shitty and unfair for you to just suffer at something. And then, you know what, like just suffer your way through life and you just be a miserable person your whole life. And you know, you, you don't want to do this, but you're, you're doing it because your mom said so, but now your mom's not here anymore. You know what I mean? Like it was getting a little bit too real. I'm sorry guys, but both my parents are still alive. I didn't, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like you don't want to. You don't want people telling you to do things because what'll happen, is, or especially older people, because older people are going to tell you to do things for thirty years, and then they're going to pass away. Then you're going to be their age, and you're going to be like, "Why did I listen to them?" And if you're one of those people, you're listening. If you're forty, you're fifty, and you're you know, you're in a steady job, but you don't. Know, you want your kid to be better. Tell them what I'm telling you right fucking now. raise your kids to be creative if they want to be creative. Raise your kids to be nurses if they want to be nurses. You know what I mean? Just look at what they're doing and and focus on their goals, and focus on what they want to do. You know, when they're kids, you don't really know what they they want, but under the surface, it's like there's something that's under there that your kid is interested in, whether it's like he loves video games, like he loves art, he loves painting. As they get older, they're in high school, you know what I mean? Listen to the, what they're saying, and, and guide them toward, because the, anything is possible, you know what I mean? There has to be a fine artist out there who's making 20 million dollars, And there has to be a person who's working in an office, which is supposed to be a steady job or a nurse who's making $60,000 or $50,000. So don't be lazy. That's the other thing. You know, work hard, set goals for yourself. What what I do every single day is I sit here and and I wake up at nine or 10 o'clock and I set my alarm for eight o'clock. And from eight o'clock to like six or five, I just write. And I just think of ideas and I just graphic design and all that kind of shit. That's what I do because I'm currently unemployed. But in your time off, you know, if you only have three hours a day to yourself, instead of playing video games, instead of like going out with your friends or, you know, whatever, like things that are fun, but, you know, you know, ultimately like they're just entertainment. If you want to really improve yourself, you got to take some time away from that and invest in yourself, invest three hours a day in learning Spanish, invest three hours a day in whatever you want to do business, you know, going on Robin Hood and, and, and day trading or something like that. Anything that you think is an, like is a good impulse and like is leading you in a good direction, as long as it's not hurting anybody, like you should, you should go and try and do that. That's truly how I feel. Man, I, I lost the script a little bit. I was supposed to be talking about events, and and I was gonna complain about some other stuff, but I kind of sorry, I got a little bit um, preachery or preachy there. Apologize, but um, do whatever you want because because anything is possible. And don't don't give up. Don't don't give up on life because like even if things are shitty, and there was a point where I was a junior in college, right? And I'm sitting there and I was like, I hate this major. I hate what I'm doing, but I'm, you know, I have a final tomorrow and I'm going to fail it and I'm going to have to retake the class. And if I don't retake the class, I'm just going to have student debt for something that I didn't finish. So I was like, I, I don't know what, I don't even know what to do. I pushed through it. I failed the class. You know what I mean? It's all good. Whatever. The next day, if I, if I didn't pass my next final for a different class, um, I would have failed out of the. <laughs> shout out to this one tutor who helped me last minute helped me get through the material I got an 80 on it exactly what I needed yeah I had to retake the class the next year and it sucked but something that kept me going to be honest with you was throughout college I was doing radio and you know I kind of built my way up to the head of radio but I was always doing it half-assed you know I never really like gave it my all because I you know nursing took so much away from it and if I focused on the radio too much like nursing you know basically would would suffer and my grades would suffer which 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 happened uh, quite a few times, but you know, I always stayed with radio, but what really kept me going was over the summer after I failed that class, um, you know, the radio station allowed me to stay at the school for free. Um, they, you know what I mean? They gave me like 30 hours a week of work and I would just work at the radio station. I'd be programming music. I'd be doing graphic design for the office. I'd be doing this, I'd be doing that. I went to Panorama Festival with Troy actually that year. Yeah. Just listening to music and watching Twin Peaks. And, and I actually wrote a, um, a whole like synopsis of the Kendrick Lamar album, Damn. That was a fun summer. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what kept me going through when I faced, you know, real adversity and real failure. <clears throat> and the school allowed me to stay there and, and I just continue to know that I, I wanted to do something with music festivals, something with live music, something with the music industry. I didn't exactly know what it was. I liked talking on the radio, but I didn't like managing the radio station that much. I kinda liked curating and and I guess that's kinda where I'm at now where I just like I love making playlists, first of all. Um, but yeah, I love to, you know, put people onto albums that they don't really know about um, that kind of thing. I that's kind of my whole goal with this. Like, I don't know. I just want to continue to put people onto things. And I was deeply inspired by Anthony Fantano um, to start, you know. And and people like Sean C, people like Dead End Hip Hop, they're kind of you know. Um, shout out to you guys. I I'm da- I definitely copy your format in certain ways. And and same with Pitchfork and same with Spin. And you know, I kind of take everything that I read and I kind of mix it up into a blender. And that's my style essentially. But yeah, shout out to them because. Without without watching those pages avidly, I, I wouldn't have realized like I wanted to have an opinion that, that people heard and people commented on and said nasty things about and said good things about and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, over time, I kind of realized that's what I wanted to do. But I have some interesting com- things coming up. You know, Donda's coming out soon. So for those of you who don't know, Kanye is an eccentric motherfucker. Um, over the years, he's been just getting more and more chaotic and more and more uh, unplanned with the things that he does it gives me stress nightmares watching him unleash albums or, or release albums rather. Um, because, you know, in the past he would, he would be like, Oh, my album's coming out on Dece- in December. Check out these singles, like college dropout type of thing, graduation, you know, with Jesus, I think it kind of changed the whole format. Cause he's just like pretty much like surprise released an album or like a week before it was going to come out. He he announced it type of thing. And ever since then, he's just been so crazy. Like the life of Pablo, that whole rollout where he, he released it basically in the stadium, but then it, it had never been done before, the kind of thing that he was doing. So he had to just release it. And then over time, he did tweaks on it and edits on it and that kind of thing. And then ever since then, it's just like, the standard for him releasing albums has just been like, yeah, I'm going to drop it this day. I'm going to, you know, do the album release party. And then like two days later, it's going to come out. That's what happened with Jesus is King. That's what happened with Gay, with Kids See Ghosts, with, you know, pretty much all those albums. I think the Nas album came up. Anything that he's personally involved in. It's just like, he's like a perfectionist, like he has to tweak it. So so if you listen to our last podcast, you know that me and Troy basically um, watched the Donda premiere on Apple Music. And it was a really interesting watch. Um, I didn't get to watch any of the visuals, but later on I kind of saw the full thing and was able to see like with the visuals and everything. But so it, it was like a weird experience to watch that because like I was just watching it in my room. I had waited for two and a half hours. Uh, again, if you guys listen, you know, you know that me and Troy were just fucking like trash, just like waiting for this thing to start. And he just comes out and he's just like in this all red like Yeezy slash Gap outfit and he has like a almost like a pantyhose over his head or something like that. And he just like plays this music to the stadium. And it's like a mix of gospel and club and you know like rave music I guess you call it. It was a really interesting combination of stuff. The mix sounded a little bit fucked up or whatever but I think it's just because like that's how it was being played in the stadium and that kind of shit. But like I know August 6 when the album actually comes out, I'm, I'm gonna be pretty excited for it, but um speaking of that, like I wanted to go down to Atlanta potentially because I think he's gonna release the album down there again, uh, like <laughs> because he's been he's been holed up in the Atlanta uh, stadium down in Atlanta. For those of you who've been you know following the story, you know that like he got his own apartment, he has his own chef, uh, he has his like team of people basically in the stadium with him it's like that old tumblr post where it's like oh my god wouldn't it be so like fucking epic or something To, wouldn't it be so fucking epic to like to like play hide and go seek in ikea like oh my god wouldn't that be so cool like that'd be so crazy it was like it's like that basically but kanye is like held up inside the fucking stadium it's like a virgil abloh held himself <laughs> up inside the ikea with his like off-white release or something he's like oh no 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 i gotta i gotta change the rug design a little bit like like we got, i gotta stay in this ikea overnight type of shit and people are just like going shopping and it's just like is that Virgil Abloh what the fuck yeah that's pretty much like what it's like and I want to go down there because I want to fucking get an interview with him like I want to find him and I want to be like Kanye like what the fuck is going on like are you okay like is everything all right like when's the last time you saw your kids like I I just want to talk to him I just want to like one-on-one just like mask to mask just like talk to this man and just pick his brain and figure out what the fuck is going on like man i I know he got that divorce and and me and troy called it with the whole divorce dad energy that apartment that he has god damn it looks like my fucking college dorm room but like worse like there's only one bed in there the fucking tv is up so high like it's like a shitty like basketball locker like closet What no pussy does to an mf i guess right that's pretty much what the apartment is like essentially (laughs) i feel bad for him you know what i mean i hope he's doing okay but I want to go down there and I want to, <clears throat> I want to do an interview with him or or, it's, or find him or something like that, or like spot Kanye, but you know, whatever. Um, I hope he releases his album because if he puts out tickets for it, I can potentially get a flight down there. And if I can get a flight down there, holy shit, that would be huge for this fucking page. That would be crazy. Imagine that shit doing fucking reporting down there, taking videos, like chasing around fucking Kanye affiliates and shit. God damn, that would be sick. But, um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I hope I I hope I can get down there. If anybody if anybody on uh, listening to this podcast right now lives down in Atlanta or anywhere in that area, let me know. Hit me up because uh, I'm trying to get to that Kanye shit, man. I want to I want to see what that album is like. I'm I'm excited because it sounded so good uh, on the on the premiere. I want to hear like the the final mix of it. You know, I, I think it could be even potentially better than Life of Pablo because I don't know. I, I looked at Life of Pablo today and I reviewed it with one of Ieb's friends. Um, you know, shout out the dude who helped me. I'm forgetting his name at the moment, but he put out this review of uh life of Pablo and like he gave it a C minus and I didn't really understand it at first when, when he put that, I was like C minus. Wow. Like to me, that album's like a A minus or like a B plus or something like that. Right. And you know, as I read his review, I was kind of like, yeah, this is, this is accurate. You know, I think, I think life of Pablo like in spots is where Kanye started to be the, not be the main attraction of his own shit. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was the front and center, but sometimes it was for the wrong reason. Like, uh, that whole, like, if I just fuck this model and you know, all that, I have neighbors downstairs. Let me just repeat that. I just fuck this model. If she has bleach on her asshole, I'm going to get bleach on my t-shirt and then I'm going to feel like an asshole. Stuff like that, which I actually like. (laughs) I actually like that line. Some of the debauchery and stuff like that. And some of the fucking bullshit, um, that's on that album. I can understand like Kanye fans, not really like fucking with it. Old school ones, especially, or, or people that love Kendrick or J Cole and, are looking for lyricism and stuff like that. Like I can understand someone not liking it like that. And that was kind of a friend's uh, point, which I, which I understood. And then the other point that he said was that the mixing kind of sounded a little bit fucked up. And, and, um, what was the other thing he said? Like, Oh, it's a half ass gospel album. That was when I really agreed with him the most, because while I disagree with him on grades, because just, from pure songs just from top to bottom it has so many fucking bangers and so many so many kanye classics somebody on reddit like when reddit used to be cool back when i was in college and shit when that album came out somebody said it was a a greatest hits of 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 kanye that never it was the greatest hits of songs that have never come out basically like it was like a tour of his entire career and that's pretty much how it feels for me that's why i i like it so much but but my whole thing is like when he said it's a half-assed gospel album i understand that because like with the marketing and everything for the life of Pablo, like we had no idea what the fuck it was going to be. Like it started off as, um, it was called waves and then it was going to be called. So help me God. It was going to have all day on it, but then it turned into swish. And that's, that's how you get, um, no more parties in LA because at the end of no more parties in LA, you hear the swish and the people cheering. So like that was included on the album. Then like, um, that song, what the fuck is the name of that song? The, the, tra- the song that's like a, uh, facts, Charlie heat mix or whatever at the back end of it like that came out like january 1st the year before and it was just like this culmination of of sounds that came together in such a weird way but it wasn't really a gospel album and honestly like just by its very nature it can't be perfect it's the same way i felt about the fiona apple album like it was so rough around the edges and so like sparse and so like you know what i mean like free-flowing at parts that like just by its very nature i didn't think it could be a 10 that's kind of how i felt about life of pablo like there's spots where i skip i don't listen to them i mute them so if that's, if that's a part of the album, I can't, you can't give it a 10. And basically when Eve's friend said that it's a half ass gospel album, that made complete sense. I think Donda is like a full-ass gospel album. Um, You know what I mean? And yeah, I think Donda is like a, a full-ass gospel album, a full-ass rap album, a full-ass rave album, everything that it does, it goes, it goes all the way through with it. And I think the the parts that didn't go all the way through, I think will be fixed with what Kanye is doing, his divorce dad magic. Uh, that he's performing basically in the, in the basement of the that Atlanta stadium so I hope to see some of that divorce dad magic if I do go down there I got friends in Kansas City with a motherfucking full-time if that's how you wanna play it I'm drinking in the dump because my battery's on red right now all you gotta do is say it divorce all you got so yeah another big thing i have coming up is this uh, courtney love and gen z meme accounts article that's coming out tomorrow um i'm really excited to release that because that's my first piece of written journalism um the dos like video essay and uh review kind of that i did was I mean, it was, it, was fun, it was fun to do that, but it wasn't really like written journalism. And, and what I had done here on this new thing is I actually like got fact checkers. Like I actually like had Troy uh, revise it for me. I went over it several times. And basically this new uh, essay or op-ed that I wrote is about Courtney Love and, you know, uh, mentioning some other things that we've, you know, that, that we've definitely touched upon on this podcast as far as like memes and uh, Olivia Rodrigo and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I just want to talk about that for a second because that was a a really interesting thing to put together. This is a story that I've wanted to write about f- in some capacity for a long time. I've always wanted to. I've always been interested in meme pages throughout the pandemic. Ever since Patia's Fantasy World came out, and I and I made my own uh, meme page. I won't tell you guys the name of that, but ever since then, I've been really interested in memes, and I've been following a lot of these meme pages, like on a downward spiral, and um, you know, Extra Stinkier who we did the interview with, and and all those people all the people that i mentioned just before um but like i didn't know what capacity to write about it in and it didn't really cross over too much with music until this whole courtney love thing happened and courtney love called out all these meme pages and and praised them and all this kind of stuff and once i saw that i just knew that the corny journalism was around the corner and the mainstream like you know, rabid dogs uh, at like Rolling Stone and all these people are going to find this and do some sort of weird, weirdo thing about or paper magazine or something like that is going to do some weird over-examination, artful examination of it or whatever. So I knew that those reviews, so to preempt that, you know what I mean? I've kind of beefed up like my, my information. I actually talked to these main pages directly. You know what I mean? I actually got statements from people. I actually talked to prominent quote unquote, like prominent figures, like in the whole you know, meme page community because they, they run together. You know what I mean? They're, they're not like a movement. They don't really stand for anything. It's just memes at the end of the day. Like they, they roll as collectives. You know what I mean? There's always memes where it's like, there would be like 10 people basically tagged on the meme and it's like all them. It's all these big accounts. Right. And Courtney love did the same thing. And, and basically anybody that I talked to, they're like, we were totally shocked that she did this. Like we couldn't believe it. Some people like are really excited because they're like big fans of, of whole and, um, and Courtney love and Kurt Cobain and, and Nirvana and all that stuff. Some people are a little bit, not so psyched because of like a lot of the statements that she's made in the past in the nineties and early two thousands, um, specifically ones about, you know, transphobic, um, you know, homophobic and, and, uh, there was one actually, you know, trigger warning, um, about sexual assault that she made. That was basically like really fucked up. Uh, you can look those up on your own. Again, I didn't want to, I, I didn't include them in the article cause I didn't really want to like bring those, that trauma up for anybody. Uh, I thought the things that she said were really ugly. And, um, I, I made sure just like anybody who wants to actually check those things out, like can look them up for themselves. You know what I mean? Um, you just look up Courtney love controversies and you'll, you'll find them. My whole article that I wrote is about how, you know, simultaneously she was trashing Olivia Rodrigo because, of, um, cause Olivia Rodrigo, you know, did something which I don't even think was really plagiarism. It was more of just like, you know, old ideas coming back to light. She took a picture that looked like sort of similar to her live through this album cover, which I think actually looks a lot like pretty similar to Carrie. Like, like that album cover reminds me of Carrie quite a bit. So, and, and the other thing is the font of that album cover is the Barbie font, which she copied from, you know, Barbie. Like did she pay Mattel? No, because it's like punk. You just kind of like copy things. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like for a punk and for a shit starter, she's really like protective of her IP. Like it's weird it's almost, she's like gatekeeping, copying things. It's like if the Beastie Boys like made, basically like made Paul's Boutique and then now they're just like, oh, like nobody can do sampling and oh, you're copying the Beastie Boys by doing sampling. It's like sampling and 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 meme culture and you know what I mean? Even like what Olivia Rodrigo did, all that stuff is just like, it's just taking ideas and and, and spinning them in your own way. I don't really think, I don't think what Olivia Rodrigo did was, was plagiarism at all, honestly. And the funny thing about this whole meme, con- about this whole meme thing is like, the nature of meme pages is like you're you're building on each other you're quote-unquote like copying off each other you're reposting other people's memes you're you know doing remixes of people's memes that's kind of how memes proliferate and it just felt weird to me to see Courtney Love simultaneously praising people from Gen Z who were like copying and changing copying and changing just kind of like what Olivia Rodrigo did and it just feels a little bit perplexing to me that it's just weird because on one end like she's praising this group of people who you know make memes and and what are memes like they're just like copies of of things from the past, like either they're, you know, uh, um, making fun of a Tumblr post or they're, you know what I mean? Like making fun of a meme from eight years ago, like damn Daniel or something like that. Or like, it's like a, an ARCA video sped up or whatever, like memes, you know, they uses music. TikToks use a lot of music, like things like that. It's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like meme culture is, is the, the reason why these pages can, can produce so many posts a day is because they're constantly copying and pasting and remixing things that's kind of what they do like even the bigger meme pages fat jew and grape juice boys and you know what i mean all these all these people do the same thing so it was just weird seeing you know her appealing to them and like reaching out to them and and tagging them directly and and dming them and like being friends with them and that kind of thing and and actually like really praising them but at the same time like this girl who's just making music is just like you know this, this, this mainstream like pop artist or something like she feels the need to kind of shit on, but the whole thing is, you know, but I can't really feel too bad for Olivia Rodrigo in this situation to be perfectly honest with you, like for too long, at least, you know, I mean, she is an 18 year old girl, like it is kind of fucking shitty for, for Courtney love to have like called her out for plagiarism directly and publicly and, you know, kind of fucked with her PR and, and that kind of stuff. And it's kind of not cool. You know, it could have maybe potentially ruined some business opportunities for her or whatever, but the thing with Olivia Rodrigo is that she's, like, the most streamed artist. Like, she's, like, number four in the world. Um, and I wrote in my article that it definitely reminds me a lot of, like, the whole Taylor Swift and Kanye situation. Where it's, like, yes, I felt bad for Taylor Swift for having her night ruined. But at the same time, it did, it number one, brought her extra attention. And number two, like, the streams aren't going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, like Driver's License still has, like, two billion streams or whatever. She's still making money every day. She's, she's going to be able to tour Madison Square Garden. She's in a popular disney plus show you know what i mean she's a former like disney star like you know i can't and she's 18 you know what i mean and and i just can't feel too 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 bad for her for what courtney said you know but at the same time it's like the way the way that courtney love acts is like she's definitely rich and she definitely makes a lot of money and like she's definitely she wrote even in new york she said in new york times like she's tried to sue people over like copyright infringement and that kind of stuff and it's just weird to see someone like that simultaneously like protect copyright so much but also like still ha- still have punk tendencies still have like shit-stirring tendencies still have the you know the need to like shit post and like fuck around with like meme pages and you know do something like that like totally unexpected like something that Kanye would do you know what I mean like attention grabbing or whatever uh, it was really cool to write that article and I hope that it works out well because I know Vice did a pretty fucking shitty write-up <laughs> on their Instagram page that's getting clowned so I'm like crossing my fingers that people will like it and that people will you know actually enjoy it and and not, you know, think it's weird or like think it's, um, you know, stepping on the meme community or anything like that. So I'm definitely a little bit nervous about it coming out. But I'm happy that it's coming uh, out finally. What else do I have to talk about? Let me see. I got I got some more. I got like 10 minutes more to kill. So I said I I didn't want to do too much complaining on this. I wanted to start it off with positive stuff and, you know, a little bit of music analysis and that kind of stuff. But I want to do a little bit of grinding my gears. Uh, a little grinding my gear segment here. Some motherfucker took my credit card after I had already canceled the credit card, both on the phone and on the computer. And they took it basically and, and went on a fucking shopping spree. My bank basically let this person keep the card open and go to Zara and spend $600 right. Aid spent a thousand dollars Taco Bell. They spent only $10. I just got a whatever, you know, a meal. They fucking, they were just all throughout long Island, just fucking making all these crazy insane charges basically right on my card old Navy. They went over to Marshall's. They went back to Marshall's the next day. They ran 10,000 motherfucking dollars off my credit card. And the only reason I noticed it is because I was, I was going on the bus basically like back to, back to Connecticut. And, um, I was trying to buy the ticket for the bus and my card got declined. And I was like, what the fuck? I go to my debit account. I'm like $5,000 <laughs> in my account or some shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I call my bank. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I ended up getting it all resolved, but I had to stay in in uh, I had to stay in New Jersey for a couple days, extra, um, just to kind of until it got sorted out. But that was one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me, um, because I like I didn't know like if I was going to get these charges reversed. Like I don't have that much money, and you know, I am unemployed, but I, I I did save up a pretty good deal of money. I won't specify how much, but you know, ten thousand dollars would have would have would have fucked it up pretty badly um, I think it would have fucked it up for anybody, but especially for me, it would have fucked it up fuck, pretty badly. Um, would have fucked up, It would have like months of my life, like <laughs> gone essentially, basically, or like, you know, months of my life trying to get that back or something like that. So thank God that, you know, that didn't happen. And, you know, I guess, um, it is pending charges and it was investigated. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say this too much, but you know, shout out to that guy for getting a bag. That's all I got to say. Shout out to that guy for just like having a fully furnished living room and, and you know new shirts and new diapers or you know maybe there it was a mother I'm hoping it was a mother and not some fucking just guy but i just imagine like some guy at the the TJ Maxx just like hey what do you want yeah what do you want like just walking around just like you know pay it forward type of shit like oh you want that to do this tracksuit like buy it like i'm i'm about to charge you this fucking dumbass's card um let me see what else <laughs> what else could i talk about um hmm. i made graphic design for my beautiful dark twist of fantasy. That's pretty much it. I mean, I don't know what else to say. All right. So I don't really know how to end this episode. I think I'm. Pre- I think I'm pretty much just going to like end it here and just say. Do you, and live your life. And don't let people tell you what to do. And um, that's pretty much it. Live your dreams. Live your aspirations. If somebody's telling you you're not going to make any money in a certain field, or, you know. The only way you can make money nowadays is through a STEM career or through like a, you know, like being an engineer or being a a medical, whatever, this or that, and stuff that you don't want to do. And you know that you want to be an actor. You know that you want to be a producer, a makeup artist, anything, anything that you want to do in life. Don't let anybody tell you that it's not going to make you money because it will, as long as you hustle at it hard and, and work at it every day, like a job, you know, be your own boss and You know, it's okay to have a boss, but like, make sure you like that boss. If you don't like that job, you quit. You go and find a boss that you like. You should always be doing things that are good for you and good for your mental health. Because, you know, if I learned anything from like Simone Biles, right? This weekend when she decided not to compete in the Olympics. Do you, you know what I mean? If that competition, if it was, they said it was a medical issue, but I think it was a mental health issue. You know, let's say doing that competition, if she did it, if that made her depressed or that made her want to like kill herself and she killed herself because she, she couldn't get a break from this Olympic thing that puts so much stress on her life, the world would be like, Oh, what could we have done to help her? You know what you could have done? You could have listened to her. She said, I didn't want to compete. And she has every right to, to do so. You know, even, even Olympic athletes need to do things for their mental health and do things that they need to do. Sometimes these superheroes that jump across the fucking mat and do flips and, and, and fucking twist in the air and all this crazy shit. Like, superhuman strength, that kind of thing. Even these people need to take breaks. Even these people need to step back for a second and say, I want to write instead, or I want to do this instead, whatever Simone Biles needed to do with her life in order to, and you know, and not be, not have such a strenuous and, and crazy, like regimented schedule and, and be exhausted all the fucking time or whatever, whatever it was that was weighing down on her. She decided that she needed to do something else and she did it. So take, take inspiration from her and take inspiration from someone like me who was in a field that was completely different than his, you know, completely different than what he wanted to do. I wa- I've always wanted to do something creative. Ever since college and high school, I've wanted to do creative things and work for Rolling Stone and work for Pitchfork and, and do journalism of some sort or some way. Look at me. I'm doing it. Do it. That's all I got to say. Just fucking do whatever you need to do. I lo- I love all of you. Thank you for, for all the follows. Thank you for all the comments. Thank you for constantly liking. Thanks for messaging me and, and recommending songs and putting me on the things. Thank you for continuing supporting me. Thank you for donating money to me. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for listening to this podcast and downloading it. S- seeing one day that we had 108 downloads or even 30 downloads or even 10 downloads, seeing that anybody actually listened to this from from the start to the finish and laughed and thought it was funny and thought we had something going on and like, you know, you have any interest, you didn't like it and you used to listen to it or you stopped it after the first minute. Like, thank you. Thank you for giving me a stream. Thank you for for downloading it. Like, thank you for, for, for seeing what I'm doing and seeing my vision and seeing my dreams and my aspirations and, and seeing my opinions and saying like, like you have something and I, I would like to contribute something to it, whether it be time or money or whatever. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I just like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, I just like, I just feel so proud of like where we've come and like the things that I've done in my life. Like, I just like, I've always wanted to do this my whole life. And I've just been in such like dark times, like where I didn't think that I would be able to, sorry, that I didn't think that I'd be able to pursue what I wanted to do. And it just feels so good to just have like people supporting me even whether it be strangers or people liking or people commenting or like my actual friends or my family and everybody is just full-on supporting me and it just like nobody is telling me that I should go back to work or that I should go back to the thing that I wanted to do that I was doing in the past to make me money that I didn't like doing that I quit for this music thing nobody told me that I need to reevaluate my what I'm doing with my time nobody told me I'm making a mistake and just to have everybody in my life like set up and just telling me that I'm doing the right thing and that like, like it's okay to take a mental break from my mental health. Like I just, I'm just so grateful. I'm just so great. I'm so grateful for everything in my life. And I can't wait to see what the next five years yields me. I can't wait to see what, what my hard work and my, and I can't wait to, to reap the benefits and and harvest the fruits of my labor and all that and that's it thank you for listening